Thank you for those. Now, a new report published by the Think Tank Policy Exchange suggests that critical race theory and wokeism is endemic in British schooling. According to the report, 59% of students encounter terms like white privilege and unconscious bias in the classroom. We're joined now by the author, Eric Kaufman, to tell us more. So, um, we're all alarmed, but should we be? I think uh, you definitely should be. I mean, I think the narrative had been that these were just a few isolated incidents like the American School in London, but actually what this survey shows, it's a representative sample of 18 to 20 year olds, and I asked them sort of what they were taught in school. 59%, as you mentioned, had encountered three of these critical race theory terms, um, white privilege, unconscious bias, and systemic racism. If we include patriarchy in many genders, sort of almost three quarters are encountering at least one of these terms. So this is majority of school children that are encountering these terms, which are based on unscientific radical theories that I don't think have a place in school unless they're discussed alongside classical liberal theories that defend the enlightenment. And in fact, we're not seeing that. In almost 70% of cases, people were saying these were taught as fact, not as one respectable alternative compared to another. Supposedly, I was going to say they don't like groupthink, but by classing everybody as a big group who are this, that, and the other, rather than the individual who actually can do the right thing, it seems slightly contradictory to me, their theories. Well, it's, it's all based on this idea of historically marginalized groups, which is fair enough, but the idea that any differences in outcome on income, on educational attainment, whatever it is, is down to these invisible structures of systemic racism or sexism that we can't measure. It's a very unscientific argument, and it's being pushed as a mainstream theory in schools, and, and there is already an impartiality obligation in schools. And schools are violating that. And actually the government is not, I mean, they're trying to some degree, but they're not really through Ofsted enforcing this impartiality properly. So what, what, what should, I was going to ask you about that because most <coughs> parents will be thinking, well, you know, the schools have got to teach things in a balanced way and, and, and all the rest of it. Uh, so if that's not happening, what, what, what can the government do? What should the government do? What can Ofsted do? What should the, I mean, can teachers be sacked for, for, for indoctrinating their pupils? You know, the government has to issue much clearer guidelines, guidance, Ofsted as well, that defines something like, you cannot say that systemic racism is not a political concept. The way the teachers, or some of them, sorry, are defining racism is in a very broad way that includes this very unscientific concept of systemic racism. So their view is, oh no, we're just teaching consensus values, anti-racism, but actually smuggled into that very bloated definition of racism are these radical theories. So the government needs to tighten up all those definitions in the guidance, and they also have to make sure the schools are willing to make their curriculum open to and transparent to inspection. And that's currently not occurring. There is no inspection regime that enforces this political impartiality. All of that has to be changed. The thing that strikes me about schools is that in, in sort of in history, you, they always seem to teach kids to be ashamed of our history. Uh, rather than the things that we should be proud of in our history. And, uh, and it's, it seems to be completely different to in America, where they're very proud of their constitution and their history. And you go into a school, I've been to a school in America, and you ask them about the constitution, all the kids know their constitution off by heart. If you were to go into a British school and ask them about Magna Carta or the Bill of Rights, they'd probably look at you as if you'd just dropped <laughs> off a different... John's <laughs> nodding his head vigorously I mean, you, there, as is, is Holly. Is, is, is that not sort of 
part of the part of the problem here. This sort of people be, not being taught to be proud of our history and our institutions. Well, I, I, I think your picture of America might be sort of twenty or thirty years out of date. Um, <laughs> all of these numbers that that I've presented for Britain yeah, are about twenty-five percent higher in the really. Well, yeah, um, yeah, but but you know, as in the U.S., you know, if you look at, for example, if you poll uh, school, you know, these these people that I polled. Their view, uh, you know, should Winston Churchill's statue be removed from Parliament Square? They're evenly divided. I mean, the 18 to 25s, whereas if you take 50 plus, it's like 85% no, 5% yes. So, and on question after question, whether it has to do with cancel culture, you know, should mm -hmm. J.K. Rowling be dropped by her publishers? Mm -hmm. They're evenly divided. The over 50s are sort of 85 to 5. You know, so we have a very new set of values emerging with this generation. And it's being reinforced by the schools. The schools are not the main driver. It's mainly social media, but the schools are reinforcing and certainly not challenging these beliefs. And so, John, you're, you're a university uh, lecturer and professor. Do, do you do you indoctrinate your students with all this left-wing rubbish when you're uh, when, when you're I teaching don't them? I indoctrinate anything. I offer a view, and I'm questioned about it, and there's an interaction. I suppose what I would say, off the top of my head, without having read that report of which I got notice only an hour or so ago, is this. White privilege, unconscious bias, and systemic racism are facts of life. They're not just imaginary notions. I don't know how pervasive they are, but they do exist. And my feeling about it is this. I represented a very conservative constituency for 22 years, and from memory, I did not receive a single letter or email from any constituent complaining about schools in the constituency preaching these doctrines. So my sense is that it is a greatly exaggerated furore. On the point about pride in history, I suppose the answer is a rather nuanced and balanced one, Philip. I'm proud of parts of our history and not other parts. One point where perhaps we can agree is that I think a lot of people are not as well informed about our history as they should be. And as far as Parliament is concerned, one of the reasons why I campaigned successfully for the establishment of a state-of-the-art, cutting-edge, interactive, digital education centre was that I thought that young people should be encouraged to come to Parliament and to learn about the journey from the signing of the Magna Carta to the rights and responsibilities of citizens enjoy today. And I think that's what we've got today. to uh, be, be mindful of because I believe in the power of the individual and this group condemnation I think is I, utterly nonsense and divisive. I, I just want to ask Holly because I think Holly I'm, I might be controversial here and say that you, I think you're the youngest person. <laughs> 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 did you did you ever suffer any of this kind of indoctrination when you were at school? And um, not really. But what I hear now is um, a lot of young conservative activists actually feel sometimes scared about being conservative and political at school. When I was um, doing my politics A level, I had a fantastic politics teacher. He was a communist, but actually we had such good discussions. And I think there needs to be that freedom. But teachers should be balanced. But and on the point of pride in history and knowledge of history, I think that is vital and something we should be fighting. Philip, can I just say this? Everybody remembers the history man and the sense that there was widespread abuse, discrimination, bias in universities. In 1982, when I was a right-wing Hayekian conservative, <laughs> I went for interview at Essex University and I was interviewed by a Marxist academic with a picture of Marx on the wall. 
and I was dreading the outcome. And I got the best offer to go to Essex University. <laughs> Any offer I got anywhere. Yeah. So and all it worked. He is offering you to do it. It just took a long time for it to see through. Yeah, he was fair. Final words to you there, Eric. Yeah, I mean, I think it's 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 all well and good to sort of look at the warts of history and the positives too. But I think the balance we have to look at where the balance is. So, 60% of these students basically say Britain's a racist country. You know, 60-40. I'm not sure that's a very productive way to look at history. You have to contextualize it sure. with by looking at you know what were the abuses of non-European civilizations, the Aztecs, the Mughals, who else has had slavery? What about the excesses of the left? Mao, etc. I mean, sure. if it's that contextualized, I'm all fine with talking about Britain's sins. But to do it without context, I think that's what's happening in the schools. Eric Kaufman, here, here. Thank, Thank you, you very much indeed for joining us. Now it's a huge day in the World Cup in Qatar with both England and Wales back in action. Wales are still drawing.